All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Golf Guy Podcast. Uh, Kyle Serlo here, back with Mr. Podney Dangerfield himself, Jess Stemak. What's going on, partner? On the spot, looking for a funny hashtag. I, I, I think we, I, I think we may have something here. This I is this it was is more good. appropriate than Podney King. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, so um, you know, two weeks since our last podcast. Uh, do you know anybody who's had anything you know, personally? I should say that that where something's happened in the golf world lately. Yeah. JJ's riding Seabiscuit, it looks like. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's amazing. Kids for, for real. Yeah, for, for anybody who uh, did not listen to uh, some of our podcasts last year, Jess uh, played collegiate golf with uh, uh, Colin Marikawa's caddy. JJ, I, I, I never want to mispronounce his last name. Jackovac. Okay. Yeah. JJ Jackovac, you know, Chico State's finest on the bag. Little, for, two, two little, major championship wins in less than a calendar on the podcast year. podcast, too, from I think it was, uh, I think maybe Bones McKay. Uh, brought up his two national championships and i hate when they, and you're a grad it, no one calls it cal state chico i mean I, yeah that, that was that was poor form ah, that just annoys me <laughs> and it, if it was bones his his dad's in the athletic hall of fame there so or not bones his, you know, can, I, can i ask you a question yeah. has anybody ever said oh yeah he went to cal state university fresno no <laughs> fresno gets more respect than chico that, that's San a, that's Jose a little state sac state sonoma state God, ugh. it just doesn't quite it's Chico State. It's Chico State. I, 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 I don't understand what's so so difficult about that. It's a bummer. Uh, I, will, I will say it's big, big moment for the Wildcats. Two oh, yeah. major wins in less than a calendar year. Not no, you know, not to you know take the the, the credit away from Mister Morikawa, but I mean yeah. this is this is big time stuff for the program. Hey, roll on you Bears. This is awesome, and you know we'll talk a little bit about the Olympics. And I didn't really think about it. Rich history of Olympians at Cal especially swimming, water polo, a lot of different events. But I didn't even think about that part. I just thought USA, it's like, oh, yeah, he is a cow guy. It's another cow bear representing in the Olympics. It's pretty cool. Ber- Berkeley does turn out some athletes, yeah. which, which is funny because it, as a mostly lifelong you know, Bay Area resident, uh, pe- people don't really get that jazzed on collegiate sports around here. It, yeah. it, it's amazing that they do it in spite of what's got to be a way less fan support than you get at other parts of the country. Andrew Vaughn? Uh, really making a run at uh, late rookie of the year. I think his average is up above 250, 10, 11 jacks. You know, Golden Spike winner at Cal. So, yeah, no, very cool. But uh, I heard a cool story. Uh, one of the guys that was in the Haas uh, business school with Morikawa at Cal at the same time is there, and I think he's like maybe his roommate or in the same building. Again, he's playing on the Olympic team for uh, the water polo team. Rad. And it, you know, Cal, same major, Haas School of Business, the Olympians. Uh, that's pretty cool. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess it is, what, the number one, you know, public institution in, yep. in, in the country for a reason? Yeah. Pretty good. All right. A lot of Cal Bear love here at the top of the podcast. I love it. Bingo. Absolutely love it. We, we were going to open up with the, you know, the Open Championship, which I yeah. guess we're not that far off considering no. that, a, that a Cal Bear yeah. has uh, has won the final major championship of 2021, and it's, it's Colin Morikawa again. He, he didn't flinch, dude. Man, he didn't flinch. I, I it's those funny. up and downs, those par pots. He just he didn't flinch. He doesn't back doesn't back down. He's not scared to win. We talked about this. These young kids, mm-hmm. they're not scared. There's no more for the top players. There's no more transition period. They get out there and they're like, "Ooh, look how much money went in my bank account. I like money. Let's go get some more of that." Dude, those guys are less scared. 
with a major championship and millions of dollars on the line than I was at Bennett Valley a couple months ago at 200 par on the 18th tee and having never broke par in my life. Like, I'm feeling the, way more pressure than those guys are with a little bit more on the line. Dude, with a brand new putting grip. Like, this guy, like, we, when we get JJ back on, it's like, dude, what does this guy eat for breakfast? Like, does he eat nails? <laughs> I mean, like, is his stomach just like, he didn't flinch coming in, dude. It's it's so much so that I think even those of us that really know and believe that Morikawa is one of the best players in the world. Yeah, I'm watching on Sunday, and even I'm like, Jesus Christ, I can't believe he made another one. Like, I, just, it, like it was it was to a point where it it almost seemed too good to be true. Yeah, it was that's like how good so, he was. I mean, he had the lead, and it looked like Spieth was gonna hunt him down, but he just played flawless golf, and even when he missed the green, he got it up and down. And that par putt was probably like 10 feet buried. There was no last rotation. Hope it gets there. Don't want a three putt. That was the back of the cup buried. That was, that was not a 24 year old. Maybe going to be okay with a runner up finish mentality in that putting stroke. That was, I'm going to go take this golf tournament. It was super impressive. I mean, was there any I was moment kinda like Spieth when he won his British? Well, you know I, what I mean, w- w- just like, just willing putts in. Yeah. Was there any moment on Sunday, What doesn't matter how early or at any point in the round, that you th- thought that Spieth was going to catch him and win? I just felt like Spieth had been playing so good and is so comfortable at that position in majors just because he's been there, I don't know, a lot more times. For being 27, he's been For, there a lot. It, the, uh, yeah, he's been there a lot. Um, I just thought... And this is his first time. This is his second time playing in Europe. Like first British Open, or whatever you want to call it, Open Championship. Did he say basically that the the Scottish Open the week before really helped him prepare for Lynx golf? Guy changed his irons, got a new putting grip. You think the guy's mentally strong, Kyle? Wow. So, I don't know about you. I came into Sunday truly being stoked on any one of three outcomes right oh yeah if morikawa won i was going to be right there with really happy and stoked if spieth was going to chase him down and win i would be gacked and and if somehow this is just this is the year that louis stays and just you know puts his foot on the gas pedal and just does it to win the second open championship i actually would have been really pumped and been really entertained by that as well can't remember a tournament when i've been okay with like one of the three guys up top yeah and and i think where i felt like i wasn't and i should have be i should be pulling for more column yeah and and, i i feel the same way as a golf fan of of everyone you know i try not to dislike a lot of golfers unless they do something stupid whether it's towards saying they don't care about junior golf or the way they act on the golf course for juniors to see i don't have many people on tour that i don't like but those are three great dudes three great dudes that are all in different stages of their career right Spieth it's like we talked about it before like if you take away his three early majors like he's almost like similar career to Phil Phil Mickelson Mm -hmm. yeah waiting to get the first one yeah and then Louis like has the one like how long until the second one because that was 11 years ago and he was was he top three in every major this year I believe so. So uh, not 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 the Masters. Yeah. Okay. So, but just uh, three really likable guys that are good in front of a camera, and their games are impressive in in their own unique way. Um, 
I was it was I was a kid on Christmas morning yeah. watching that final round. Yeah, it I, it it's crazy how for me how much better it made the viewing experience yeah. knowing that no matter what crazy stuff happened, yeah, it wasn't gonna like bum me out from a sports fan perspective. Mm-hmm. It and it also kind of reminded me like that really doesn't happen very often. Yeah, it's it's not often that like you just said you like everybody at the top of the leaderboard and it it, uh, it made for a. For a really fun Sunday, man. And I think the highest runner-up score, or lowest runner-up score, uh, so I think Spieth was what happened to Phil when Stenson just absolutely buzzsawed him. Yeah. Yeah, so, that was, uh, man, that was a great lot. Golf. Of, it was, it was great golf. It was great golf. Now, I, I, don't want, I don't want to take anything away from Morikawa here. Yeah. And I, I'd be super curious to hear JJ's take on all this. I, I, hope, yeah. I hope we get him back on the podcast at some point when, mm-hmm. when things cool down for him. Um. That's probably the most benign I've ever seen the conditions oh. at the Open Championship. I mean, they were dealing with single-digit, you know, you know, it miles was, per hour in terms of wind. Like it was, there was not as many calculations going into some iron shots that we're used to seeing in a British yeah, Open, exactly, especially on a Sunday. And I, not not that I don't think Morikawa could execute if those the you know if the conditions were a if little the harsher. conditions were worse, he would have won by more. Well, so, so here's what I'm thinking though: is that I think a lot of people. Like they love Spieth for that reason because Spieth is creative. He yeah. loves getting out. And, and if the wind was blowing, I think a lot of people would think that you know Spieth, with his game and his experience at the Open Championship, anybody, anybody, it, it, but anybody else but Morikawa. Yeah, like that's how good that guy hits. The right. Like yeah. I was saying, is are his irons and his ball striking just so good that like he actually could be less skilled in terms of playing, you know, in windy conditions and on those kinds of ter- you know surfaces like speed does, and it just wouldn't matter? Dude, he keeps talking about it. He's so mature. Like, he's so mature. Just in the way he thinks, and, and him and JJ, I tweeted that by far the best ball-striking uh, combo player caddy in the history of the tour. Yeah. I mean, the numbers are there to back it up for Morikawa. Mm-hmm. And those of us that played with JJ when he was one of the top 10 amateurs in the United States or the world have no problem backing up that statement because we know how good he was. Um, it's, I mean, so they, they see golf shots the way that most others wouldn't. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're exercising options like, okay, well, I could do I could hit a choke cut six into this wind, start it a little right, let it get to the peak, and then fall left. Like, they're they're seeing the same type of shots that not a lot of guys see or yes. even or even think about I was breaching, say, breaching to view. 98% of the yeah. golfing population yeah. in the world, that some, doing something like yeah. that has never even occurred to them. And Colin has a ton of confidence in JJ. A ton. And he, and he should. Yeah. And he should. It's yeah. Uh, yeah, man. That was that was so much fun to watch. Yeah. Um, I I heard the uh, the guys on the No Laying Up podcast talking about this, and I thought it was really interesting because they were having a discussion about Rory McIlroy and how it seems like he is at a place in his life where he doesn't necessarily love golf anymore, where he's happy and he's content, and um, that he doesn't kind of have the same like I fucking love golf yeah. and I'm going to do everything I can to be as good as possible he's, all the time. I don't see him dropping everything because i you know historically he's got what like another eight or nine years in his career before statistically you start to drop off physically numbers wise you Mm -hmm. know unless you're like phil or yeah jack but but, so he's got this window 
and I don't see him like making the most out of it. Sure. Uh, he made a quote about the Olympics. He's like, you know, it's more about doing it for golf. He's like, I'm not that patriotic. And it's like, hmm. Well, you see the other quote that he had where it was, you know, again, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was sort yeah. of like, yeah, hey, if you want somebody to come out and open championship and shoot even par, I'm your man. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and, you know, it's it, it's awesome that he can laugh at himself. Yeah. Um, but it's funny because I, I, I kind of agree with the guys that were talking on that podcast. And it, it, yeah, it doesn't seem like Rory that it doesn't seem like his number one focus right now is being the best golfer in the world and doing everything he can. Whereas it seems like Morikawa right now oh, is not really interested in anything no. other than being the best possible golfer that he can be. And, that, and it's, uh, and it, again, not, not to poach too much stuff from those guys podcasts, yeah. but they shared a, I think it was a, a Padraig Harrington quote that I thought was awesome and was where he was kind of, I think again, paraphrasing here, but basically said experience is overrated innocence is underrated mm -hmm. and i'm wondering you know with this colin morikawa thing how long yeah. I, I, again i'd be fascinated to hear what jj's take is on this and well, kind of like how does morikawa seem like the kind of guy that's a little bit of a psycho like tiger where it's like yeah that's going to be the case for a long time the, or is this the, something that i don't think the i don't think the tiger comparisons are fair no, no uh, absolutely the tiger that's not fair to anybody will never be fair to anyone no but there are certain aspects where you can just hear about the way they talk about their, their their golf game and what they're doing to get better and just kind of their outlook where you're like, okay, we could probably put those guys in the room for a while. Um, Rory, and we got to remember, dude, he was an absolute child phenom, right? Child phenom. And how old is he, how old is he now, Rory? 30? 30, 31, 32. So, yeah. I mean – you know, you look at how long he's been, and, and, you know, he's international. He, that guy's all over the place, right? The commitments, sponsor-wise, he's got a wife, a young kid. He's got more money than anyone could ever need. So, like, when he wakes up, like, what's going to drive the guy in the morning? You know what I mean? I, I Not at fault if he wants to be a family man. Yeah, there's there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. No, if anything, it's just a uh, you know <laughs> tip of the bill of the guy. It, some it, people can't. It, some people can't walk it's away. It's a testament that the guy actually is like a really good dude who's not. Yeah, I mean, again, Tiger Woods is my favorite golfer of all time. Yes, I, me I, too. I imagine same for yep. you. The dude was kind of a psychopath. He was, you know, like the I mean, mo <laughs> the most determined. I mean, I yeah, again, you know, it kind of ended in a you know in a, Tom in a Brady, sport. just different yeah. different DNA. Wanting to win and get better at that age, Phil. As the kids say, he's just built different. Dude. See, they're they're just there's there's once in a lifetime athletes. Uh, you know, we got lucky enough to see Brady and Michael Jordan and Tiger Woods and you know Joe Montana. Like we once once in a lifetime, just winners, winners. Where all they that's that they just win. Um, so it's, I mean, yeah, who, who knows? I think the next couple of years will be a pretty good, pretty good, uh, indicator of where he's at mentally and career wise, drive wise, motivation wise. And, uh, who knows? Hopefully, you know, we haven't been able to talk about Tiger. I wonder how the recovery is going. I, I'm a little curious myself. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm just at this point, 
I'm expecting him to come back and play competitively again. I sure hope so. I I, I have no reason. I haven't read anything. I just I just no. have that gut feeling that he's he will be teeing it he's, up competitively. And, and wherever he's at rehab wise, he's keeping this one close to the vest. Oh yeah, this yeah. this was this one's not getting out. Yeah. Um, do you think Morikawa has any of that in him? Like, I mean, do you, do you see Morikawa being driven enough and being locked in enough to actually collect a listen a, a few more of these listening to him talk absolutely i mean i i think he's yeah and he's still only 24 so if i set the over under for career majors for morikawa at three and a half oh my god go on be realistic i am I'm hitting that Dude, over. majors hitting, are so hard to win. I'm hitting man. the over. They're as, so hard I'm, to win. I'm hitting the over as many times as I can. If I put the over under at four and a half, oh, hammering it, like you would, you would, you would have to put it at this point. Watching him on and seven off and, and a half, course, dude. You got to go at eight and a half. <laughs> so you got to go eight and a half. I again, I, I don't have any he's of the numbers not, in front of he's me. He's not muscular. He's. I guarantee you, he's never been injured. Guy takes unbelievable care of his body. He has the most simple-looking golf swing. There is not a lot of tension on that back. If it's so simple, then why is it so fucking hard to replicate? Because you forget that 90% of the game is mental. Like, if you could clone his brain, then you'd see a lot more winners. But I think it's way up there. You're, so you're 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 drinking the juice. You're you're ready. There's, two, there's yes. Yeah. Eight major championships would put him, what, top five all time uh i don't know top five but it'd be close right so, something like i mean i could see him having i i, I mean i'm serious seven and a half eight eight and a half might be wow. a little aggressive tom watson's got what eight yeah I, he, I, I i could certainly see him being a tom watson type group player no doubt in my mind i mean i'm here for it i mean that that would be yeah. fa- i i would love to have that well, be the next you know, historically 10, it takes there's a there's a five to six to eight year learning curve for these americans to learn how to play links golf the guy adapted with a new putting grip threw some new irons in the bag got through the tour for turf a little easier and won the the open championship by two against a very well-playing fantastic field so you're you're banking that he can become a consistent enough putter where he will have a shot to w- win one of those each of the four times they come around each calendar year. He hits it so good, he's going to he's gonna win a major having a decent putting wink. Well, that's what I mean. I, that, so, T to Green, is he the best player on tour? Yes. Right now, st- stats would certainly say Yes. It. I mean, again, you know, I'm not looking at, you know, yeah. I'm not looking at numbers. But just, that's just off my head. The, the, I, the eye test say. tells me he's the best guy on tour, T to Green, which means if he has a lights-out putting week, he absolutely wins. Yeah. If he has a pretty good putting week... He close. wins. Yeah. He gets closer. He wins. Yeah. So he just has to have a pretty good putting week, and everything else puts him in a position where that's that's the recipe, right? He's just so consistent. But but his putting is inconsistent, and so yeah, I'm, but I'm it wondering. Looks better. It, and putting is all confidence right now. He's yeah. he's in, like we saw we talked about. He's so confident right now with that new grip. He's seeing I the mean, line. You can't, you can't argue with the results watching that. He's seeing the line you know? and he's hitting the line. He's he's hitting his spots. He's not miss hitting a lot of putts. <sighs> it was fun to watch. I, it made me wish that there was more greens on tour that were a little crazier and a little slower. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It was it was more fun to watch guys putt at the open than really what you see anywhere else on tour other than you know, at Augusta or something like that. Tentative and defensive. Yeah, no, it's And even Augusta, sometimes I think that the speed of the greens at Augusta are kind of a hindrance. Like the, can yeah. you imagine the 
fucking awesome pins. They could put at Augusta if they just slowed them down to like you know ten or eleven. Yeah, <laughs> Dude, it'd be like watching, that would be wild. It'd be like watching old Masters reruns in the eighties and nineties where they're just absolutely throwing darts. It'd be kind of sick. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's really fascinating, man. This that that Morikawa win was awesome, and it seemed you're not alone. I, it seems like there's a lot of people out there uh, who are so you know self-proclaimed big fans of Morikawa yeah. or just casual golf fans that are also thinking like this. This might be the start of something pretty special. Yeah, it's um, my, my, my. I guess I think he's. I think he's just built different, dude. Me throwing three and a half out there. Honestly, I have Spieth in mind. Like, yeah. I mean, think about like after 2015. Well, people's over under on Spieth was probably 11 and a half, 12 and a half, and he want He's got three, which yeah. already puts him in some pretty rarefied air. But like, those things are they get hard to collect. Which just again, yeah, Tiger is. The comparisons to Tiger are completely unfair. Unfair. Um, but, man, if he could be like a Tom Watson type of win eight majors, that would be such a fun next decade of golf to, to be oh. a fan of. And, and I hope JJ's on the bag the entire time. I don't think he's going anywhere, man. I think they get along <laughs> great. Uh, you know, Colin talked about him already being one of his best friends, and they've got a great, great relationship. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, super cool. So – Right now, Colin Morikawa is in Tokyo. Tokyo, competing yeah. in the Olympics. The Olympics start what on are, Thursday. What are, what are you thinking about these Olympics? So we're we're, I, I, we're recording this on Tuesday. So the Olympics have been going on for fourish days so far. Have you been tuning into a lot of the competition? Just like you know, last week it was you know the, the head of the IOC. Eh, this may not happen. You know, you know, throwing that out in the universe. And <laughs> I just feel like all these athletes are you know, you know, DeChambeau and Rom and. You know, Captain America getting over there uh, basically right before the round. I don't even know if he's going to be able to get a practice round in. But I feel like all these athletes are – I feel bad for them. I feel like they're kind of walking on their – walking on, you know, eggshells. Kind of like, God, I, I can't touch that. I can't touch that. You know, like, uh, I can't do that. Uh, Justin Thomas did have a funny quote. He's like, I'm pretty sure I'm the ol- only Olympian in the weight room touching the 20-pound uh, dumbbells. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean – I. It's probably a little bit different experience, especially for the golfers, because there was only been one previous in the recent 112 yeah. years. But, um, yeah, I'm excited to watch it. The golf course looks amazing. Um, I guess Hideki has played it quite a bit. Okay. So, excited to see if he has, a, like, a home field advantage a little bit. A lot of pressure, though. A lot of pressure. A lot of pressure. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. Um, yeah, I- I'm, I'm very excited to watch it. I Again, I, I wish I wasn't such a – grouch when it comes to this stuff (laughs) but man i feel like i'm such i'm a bad enough golf fan where i can't just be perfectly excited about the olympic golf tournament when i know that they could have done some really awesome stuff like not having match play as part of the olympics seems like the biggest swing and miss i've ever seen not having mixed team events well, the whole the whole format right the, for, the, 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 the prelims form- the semis the finals the format for the olympic golf just 72 stroke play is like i mean really it, Again, pr- this, it produced is- it produced good champions first time around so hopefully it does the second time around yeah i mean i don't know but was it three of the top 10 golfers in the world are they representing their country yeah that yeah. sucks man yeah that's, I mean, I agree. And I think a big part of that is obviously COVID, everything going on. We had the Zika the last time. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully everything goes smoothly this year. Hopefully ratings are through the roof. They get a 
champion that can represent golf worldwide, and it just grows that much more. This is a big year for golf in the Olympics, 100%, especially with it being in Asia. Best case scenario for Olympic golf is? If, 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 if Matsuyama were to win the gold, that would just be like... That's, that's what I needs mean, to happen. If he wins the gold, that would be ridiculous. Am I not a patriot if I root for Hideki to win? No, this is this is this is about golf evolving on the on the world. This I, is. I feel like that's that's. This is the, this is bigger than a this is bigger than a country for golf this to is, remain yeah. an Olympic sport long term. Yeah. I really feel like something like Hideki winning is almost yeah. kind of what has to happen. It, yeah, yeah. This is going to be, uh, and hopefully it's hopefully it's fireworks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Hopefully, well, I don't know what the playoff format let, 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 is, let, but. Extra holes would be amazing. I don't or know an why Olympic I'm, gold medal. Come on, Kyle. I, I don't know why I'm coming in here so unprepared, but like I, I had actually, I feel like done a little bit of research on this golf course that are playing yeah. in the Olympics like a year plus ago before yeah. I ever knew that I was going to be a dad. And now that we're talking about this on the podcast, I'm realizing that I've forgotten everything. <laughs> and I, all I can remember is that it is supposed to be on a pretty like significantly excellent golf course. Finishing hole looks great. They still have the stands up before they decided to cancel fans. Um, it looks like it, yeah. It, it, and there was hardly anything at the brand new course in Brazil, right? Yeah. Which I guess is still thriving. Um, I, th- I, I think I, we I've can. Heard, I've heard I think stories can, where yeah, I think we could say it's, it's thriving. It, it's still operated and it's still getting a bunch of plays. So that's that was the, that was the worries of like, okay, they're going to build this course and then it's just going to you know let it Adobe Creek. So yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited, man. It's I wish we had Olympics golf as kids. Right, that actually would have been a lot of fun because yeah. I mean, Tiger would have absolutely played in the Olympics. Oh, he would have won gold, one hundred percent, and it would have been the biggest thing since Michael Jordan on the Dream Team in ninety two. Yeah, I mean, was- some of those teams, some of those teams, it would have been like a, a legitimate chance where it was looking like it could be a one two three finish the way the Americans were ranked at the time. You know, between like Teddy or part part of me, Freddie and Davis Love and Tiger and Phil and Duvall. You know, those Olympic years where those guys were at the peak of their games. That would have been that would have been pretty cool. Wild, yeah. Um, if they put you in charge, yeah, of the IOC golf committee, yeah, you're not playing a 72 stroke play event, are you? No, you're going. You, you got. You, you got. You how, got the field. How are you setting this up? You got the field. It's three, just like they do um, in college. Is it uh, three rounds? So uh, at the uh, rule. In college, for, for, so for, for college, I don't know. I, two I know rounds, that. and then they cut to like fifteen, and then from fifteen they go to eight, and then they go match play. So I would say suggest going. If you so you don't want to draw it out, two rounds stroke play, right? And then you go to uh, say cut it to cut it to fifteen ties, and then you cut it to thirty two, and go straight match play. I like that. Give the guys. 48 and 49 a chance to go out there and shoot a low one to sneak into that 32 or 31 seed i like that yeah i like that a lot match play would be sweet that wow what a swing and a miss yeah yeah <laughs> you match play how, would be sweet do you imagine how much fun that would be again I, I i'm sorry to everybody listening to this podcast who's heard me make whine about this yeah for the last five years it's just i want more match play is that is that so wrong no fuck match play is fun all right but not being such a Debbie Downer, it will be yeah. really fun to watch golf in the Olympics. Absolutely. Uh, you, you watching anything else right now? On the, for the Olympics-wise? Swimming is awesome to watch. I, I love rooting for they, – they do great backstories, it seems like, on the swimmers. Yeah. And you get to learn a whole bunch about this kid and, like, how are they 
how hard it was growing up or how young they've been a phenom or or like the 17 year old from alaska i I was about to ask you about that teenager from alaska shut the front door like that's watching her town and classmates that i don't know if that was like a vets building or the town hall or a high school gymnasium that was awesome that was i i'm surprised none of those kids right in front of the 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 camera didn't get injured i thought for sure one of them was gonna like eat it on that that chair that was just like somehow not stumbled upon that was i was that gave me like i was like oh this is great but hey Watch your step, kid. Watch your step. The kid, yeah. in, the kid in the bands, I thought was for sure going to blow out a flip flop. I anybody who has not seen that video, the the, the reaction to oh. back back in the hometown of that that girl that won the gold medal gave me it chills. Is so awesome, man! It will put a ear to ear smile on your face. It is gave so great. Yeah, that was uh, that was super super fun. Yep. Um, you watch any of the rugby? Not yet. No. Forgettable. No. Um, USA basketball. Rugby with Good? no. Rugby with no crowd. It's, it's a weird watch. Yeah. It's a very weird watch. Yeah. Um, basketball, I haven't watched any of the games yet. I just know that the U.S. has been disappointing so far. Yeah. so First Olympic loss since 2004. A couple of the players may be rumbling about the San Antonio offense and slowing it down. and uh, So, yeah. <laughs> Who knows? He might be like, all right, just run and gun it. Let's go one by 30. I, I, I am going to get a little off track here. I know this is a golf podcast, yeah. but it, it's actually been what I – most of the, the podcasts and radio that I've been listening to the last week has mostly centered around the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm very curious what you think the Warriors are going to do. I I mean, I, I, I could see them going either way, but I don't think you trade Wiseman. Oubre, I think, is – I think Oubre has gone. I think he's going to be picked up someone, take a – big flyer contract on him yeah fine uh but i think you know i've been paying paying that much attention but i think you just bank on the fact that you have probably two more really good years with steph clay draymond and then you toss in wiseman and the rest at least rest of the bench guys and you just let it ride yeah like i don't i don't think you need to make any any really big splashes I, i don't like I, I trust Steph and Clay and Draymond like that. Like they're just different. When all three of those guys are on the court at the same time, it's like you could throw a carrot out there and put them in the four spot, and I think they'll <laughs> find a way to get the ball in the hoop. Get, all right, you know what I mean? I, I could not agree with you more. Can, can, can I take the floor here for a minute? Absolutely. You, you got, what I just – I don't quite understand this fascination of taking all these assets for the Warriors, right? Yeah. Like, you know, Wiseman, Andrew Wiggins, all yeah. these picks, all the – the thing that they basically stumbled into in good fortune of having two shitty seasons right on the tail end of making five straight NBA finals. Yeah. Now they have an opportunity to actually extend like their competitive, you know, yeah. window by a long time. A, a, an opportunity that teams that good don't normally have. Yeah. And I'm sorry. I think you watched the same 2019 NBA finals that I did when they were playing Toronto. Yeah. Is there any doubt in your mind that the Warriors beat the Raptors without Kevin Durant, if Clay Thompson stays oh, healthy, yeah, no, there's, I have not a doubt. I, I, I am. I've never been more sure of anything in my life. Yeah, right. If Steph, Clay, and Draymond are healthy and playing very, very well, that is a team that has a chance to win. They may not be an overwhelming favorite like they were with a healthy Durant, mm-hmm. but it's almost more fun that way. Yeah. I've already got to see my team win three, three titles. Yeah, like, we're playing I, with house money. We're yeah. playing with house money. Like yeah. I, now, now all I want if they give me competitive basketball yeah. with a chance to win every year. Those guys are good enough where they're going to make it happen once or twice. You and know? keep my favorite guys on the team. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't want some some absolute Daryls coming in here. Like, no, I I love Steph. I love 
Clay. I love Draymond at times. I um, want to watch those guys play basketball until yeah. they can't play basketball anymore. Yeah, that, that's all I want. I don't want to. I don't want to have to root for them on another team. <laughs> I don't want to be put in that position because that'd be hard. I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. But I also think, dude, those guys, with the exception of Draymond, like those guys are gonna be really good for like several more years. I feel like. Uh, Hope know, so. Barring, barring too, injury. Too cautiously. Yeah. I mean, it's people are getting hurt. You know, people do get hurt. If you don't get hurt in your career, that's like unheard of. So. Hmm. Steph Curry. Yeah. Good golfer. What did you think of his performance at Edgewood? Yeah, guy played good, man. <laughs> guy played great. Um, <laughs> he's just an athlete. It's an athlete. Yeah, it's uh, man, it'd be fun to play golf with Steph Curry. Yes, it would. That would be very, yes, very would. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? I don't know anybody that can make that happen, but I hope one day I do. Maybe John Kelly at some point. Maybe John Kelly. All right, John. Um, all right. We're gonna switch gears here. Yeah. We're gonna go to something that I uh, I care a great deal about and yeah. i would expect you do as well absolutely um so bandon dunes yeah there's there's a chance we might have a sixth 18 hole golf course um this is something that was actually in the works years and years ago before sheep ranch ever got the go-ahead to to become what it is today it originally was going to be this course called the bandon muni right it's yeah. about it's from the resort, you're explain looking. Explain to me. Explain to me where exactly, like in relation to the town of Bandon, where it be. South of the town of Bandon. So, have you been to? Did you drive by Bandon Crossings when you went up? Yeah. Around there, like so, somewhere like down around there. So, if you were gonna drive there from the resort or take a shuttle in the so in the main resort, south, just down south, on the coast, still just about twenty or thirty minute drive south. Okay, so even further south than the town of Bandon. Yes. Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah, like uh, several miles south of the town of Bandon. Okay. So, and Mike Kaiser has this, <laughs> what appears to be insane piece of property. But oh, the, I, I've read about it, yeah. The, 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 the big, dunes, yeah, like yeah, 130-foot dunes. Yeah. Like the biggest dunes, bigger than anything you find on the main property at Bandon. I mean, I think Mike Kaiser was quoted to say, and this is from uh, Matt Chanella's piece on the Fire Pit Collective, that like Mike Kaiser's, you know, walking out there like, this is going to be like Valley Bunyan. Like this, yeah. this is the this is that kind of course that people are like, Jesus. Good luck keeping the rates down. So, in the original Bandon Muni project, um, it was going to be designed by Gil Hands. Yeah. And basically, the structure of it was it was going to be a Muni for the locals, where they would be able to come in and play for fifty bucks. Yeah. And then have tea times. I, I don't know if they would have tea times necessarily set aside for them, but anytime they wanted to play, they could come preference. and play. Yeah. Cheap, and that everybody else would pay the Bandon Resort prices. Yeah. Right. Um, and, he, and Mike Kaiser wanted to really, you know, have it like kind of a, a philanthropic like bend to it. He wanted to install like a junior caddy program. I heard that, yeah. You know, which would be obviously idea. really, really awesome. Um, and then it's pretty it, remote area though, right? It's Where pretty remote. Be, and, so. and honestly, it would be. I think they would still basically make it part of the resort. Yeah. I mean, at least now. So with the reporting from Matt and some they other people, shuttle. they're they're, yeah. they're going to shuttle between the main resort and that yeah. one. And I, I think there still is a plan for there to be a kind of like subsidization where. The resort green fees will then make it so you know the locals don't you know the same thing they do with yep. a lot of like a lot of the big mega munis right like Harding yep. Park and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's going to be called New River Dunes, I guess, because it's right along the New River. Very very creative. Um, and while it was Gil Hands, it's now kind of rumored that David Kidd, designer of the original course of Bandon Dunes and the practice DMK. center, Shorties, uh, is the one that's probably going to get it if the project happens. Yeah. Um, I feel like a bookend thing is probably the right thing to do, right? And dope getting the other uh, part three course that they're planning. So, okay, th- 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 thank you. Yeah, because yeah. so that's the other news, right? So, do you recall like 
looking at those dunes when you were on band, the number two abandoned trails and kind of seeing all that unused, like wild dunescape off to your right hand side. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, I, I, I've been there before where they've had stakes in the ground when they were that, that Doak project had a little more steam. You yeah. Know? And uh, that is going to be amazing. Those are massive. <laughs> it's going to be so like when you good. look, at, look to the right of one fairway too. Uh huh. It's like, Oh boy. Yeah. 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 It's uh yeah, don't go right. That course would be phenomenal. I did. It, it's funny is because I know when that course was first getting rumored to be built, it wasn't going to be a par three course, but it was going to be an, an executive course. Okay, I, cool. I think like a nine hole course that had like two or three par fours. Yeah. You know, ranging somewhere between like three ten to like, you know, three eighty. Perfect. Um, but now the reporting that I'm reading is that it is just going to be another short course, another par three course. Um, I mean, either way, it's going to be awesome. I will say though, just I, another compliment to the, to the big dogs. The, yeah. the, the idea of having like, like a proper, like short course with a couple spots where you could just have like some short reachable par fours. Yeah. I like that. It'd be sweet if they could still make that work. Oakmoney used to still one of my favorite tracks, dude. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm short on time and it, everyone else is booked, I know that place is not going to be booked. And I would gladly go out there for sure. It's a great walk, deer everywhere, beautiful scenery on that back nine, looking up the hills. It's just and it's a relaxing round of golf because you're not you're not being you're not pressed. Hitting, you're not hitting it's, long irons. You're not. I mean, it's, it's just it's yeah. I really enjoy courses like that. Yeah, the older I get, especially for sure. Um, you know, you kind of just you could see like this is kind of a little bit of everything and. uh yeah, love that course. And yeah, back to the McClay kid thing. I still want to go back to Scotland and play Macrahanish Dunes, which I know he did. Yes. Because the old Macrahanish course was one of my favorites there. Same um, for uh, same for Ricky. Yeah. yeah he said that was it was, it was all the, his favorite courses he's ever played still to this day. It was really special. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> just the way we got there, missing the ferry, the, the ferry and Uncle Jay telling me relax. I'm like, we're going to tee off at 7.30 p.m. He's like, we'll finish. I'm like, no way we finish. We finished. <laughs> so fun. That was, yeah, uh, we got to play there three times. That's a fantastic track. So I, w- I would like to get back there and see what he did with the Dunes course. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. I was, I was reading in Machinella's, uh, again, reporting that I, I was expecting them to, if they were ever, if that project was ever going to happen, I really thought they were going to retain Gil Hands. Yeah, and because I mean, he doesn't have any any kind of a footprint. He might be busier than McClay could. So here's the thing, I know he would have done it. The the, yeah. the chance to be part of like the Bandon, you know, kind of like legacy. Yeah, is something that no, every every architect would, I think, honestly, drop almost anything else for. But do you, do with you a think few this exceptions, is, do you think this is Mike Kaiser kind of going, "Hey, thanks for starting this thing off." I think it's a combination of things. So Machinella was saying that one thing that he didn't really like about Hans's courses is that the greens were honestly too severe and like, and that he, I think it was around at Streamsong Black, which was a recent Gil Hans course where he kind of walked off as like, those greens are just too extreme. I, I know that when Mike Kaiser works with Tom Doak, you know, Mike Kaiser's very involved in the development process. And he's constantly going, And constantly no. with Doak, no. he's like, you need to soften that. That no. needs to soften. No. Not quite as extreme. Yeah, so a lot of... Dumb it down. A lot of Doak's designs under the Kaiser, you know, portfolios so of old Mac, Pacific yeah. Dunes. Yeah. I think those slopes aren't those greens aren't, aren't quite as, as, as aren't quite as, as wild as, as he yeah, wanted, yeah. As he as, as yeah. he wanted, and it, and and honestly, as you see at some of his luckily, courses, right? And it, they're still pretty awesome, and they're luckily, pretty different. Because <laughs> those greens at Old Mac are a lot to take. In. They are wild, dude. Like yeah. they're really really wild. But yeah. it. So I think that Gilhans, for that reason, I think fell out of favor 
with Mike Kaiser, or at least so 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 it seems from the reporting. And he or is, just maybe got more sentimental about David McClay Kid. Well, also he loves the courses that David McClay Kid are building right yeah. now. I, I know that coming up here pretty soon, I'm, I'm going to insist and I'm going to, you know, however I got to make it happen, I'm going to yeah. bring you up to Gamble Sands with me because yeah. I guess that's still the golf course that sort of sort of got the wheels turning for Kaiser because he's like, oh, yeah, th- this course is like exactly what I want. Yeah. And if you ever go to play Gamble Sands, I mean, for as awesome as a golf course that it is, the greens aren't necessarily like crazy. I mean, they're really fun and there is some wild slopes on them and some big banks to play off of. But nice. for the most part, they're actually pretty – you know, I don't want to say simple is not the right word, but they're not they're not extreme at all. Like yeah. they're very they're fun and they're fair, right? And uh, if you're having a good putting day, you can make a lot of putts out there. We should throw together a northwest trip, maybe. Yeah. See the new greens at Chambers, do Gamble Sands, and then go in a little a little bit to the Circling Raven, which I I just keep talking about, dude. It's just it's. Yeah, you can play the resort course at Quarter Lane, and you're going to love every minute of it. You need to play it once or ten times because it's beautiful mm-hmm. and it's challenging and conditions are immaculate. But I, I hope they build the second course at Circling Raven. They definitely have the land, and they weren't they weren't consuming land. They weren't worried about wasting land. They have so much of it. It was just such a neat vibe at the entire resort. Um, it, reasonably priced, great customer service. Just like if we were to – caravan you know maybe like three suvs worth of people and just hit up those three courses and just be like hey guys scratch out a week we're gonna do it maybe in the fall you know maybe september sometime uh that would be a really nice trio so because i've been i've been looking at gamble sands and it's it's getting on people's radars big time oh yeah like people are raving about it I i've mean, got a buddy that lives and he is raving about it. on this very podcast i have sung the praise of gamble sands yeah i mean I, i've made three trips so far and it honestly is getting better yeah i mean it's because it's still relatively new it opened 2014 yeah all right so i, I gotta throw something by you because this has been on my radar it's something i've wanted to do a trip exactly like you're describing yeah but i've been thinking about it how can we make it even less burdensome how what can we just enjoy the golf now the stipulation for this is i think we'd need 36 guys to make this work financially for everybody what if we charter a fucking bus that just takes all of us to each of these I mean, spots. You forget I played high school baseball. I'm a big bus trip guy. I, I, what, what if we just do a week on the charter bus and we yeah, just go play the best of the Pacific Northwest? I, I think we could make it happen where, you know, if we did that, the charter bus, if we get 36, it actually would be cheaper than renting, you know, yeah. you know a, a group of four guys doing a rental car. And then yeah. you get to party on the way. You get to yeah. do all that. Is, do you think we could drum up 36 people for a trip like that? I don't think we could. I know we could. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going yeah. to put the melons together. We're going we're gonna to come up with something here. I think here that's a then. great plan. I, I, I like that a lot. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk more about this after the Absolutely. podcast because I think something like that would be a ton of fun. I mean, yeah. depending on how many days it takes or how long you want to stay at each place, there's so much great golf up there. Yeah. The only challenge for a trip like that is that a lot of it is super spaced out yeah so you would be in the car slash in the in the bus for you gotta like who you're going with you really gotta enjoy who you're yeah. bringing to the dance yeah for, for sure. sure yeah and but you know that, that that's what i mean like if you got like a bus then all of a sudden you can play golf during the day and have someone you know yeah driving you somewhere at nighttime where guys can you know fucking nap they can do whatever mm-hmm. they want so they're not having to get stressed out about driving tired and drunk and things like that yeah i don't know it's just makes it's too been, much it's sense been, not it's been percolating it. up there for a while yeah. boat i agree so where do we go Chambers, 
Chambers, Gamble, and then I think we go we, we go to Coeur I, I really do. Coeur Circling Raven. Circling Raven. We could toss in the resort course if we wanted. If we're going over that way, yeah. uh, well, no, I guess Walla Walla is a little further south of that. There's some good golf in Walla Walla oh, at Wine exactly. Valley. Yeah, I've heard of that. Um, if we're looping all the way back, if it didn't – again, does, does Bend get worked on this, or do we just go on a separate trip to Bend? We could certainly work in Bend. <laughs> I mean, uh, if, we got, if we got the bus, we might as well use I'm, it, right? I'm always down to work in Bend. <laughs> Uh, or sisters, basically the same thing. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. Central Oregon, the golf. Maybe we just put maybe we just put a separate uh, yeah. Central Central Oregon yep. trip together because that 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 alone needs like mm-hmm. a few days. Yep. Okay. All right. We we got some stuff to talk about after this. Um, get back to Bandon. So a new eighteen hole course, several miles south of town, the New River Dunes, a new par three course by Tom Doak, located in between Bandon Trails and Bandon Preserve. They're opening up, I believe, 24 new rooms here in the next couple months. They have another 48 that are being built that are supposed to open soon. If this and those rooms, are they... Um, so I know there's additional lily ponds getting built. Really? Um, I know that when I was up there getting a tour of the Sheep Ranch in 2019, their director of communications was telling me that there was uh, still plans to be building lodging at the Sheep Ranch. Oh, okay. Um, and then, boy, that wouldn't be popular with that view. <laughs> Holy cow! You're on the top of the hill and you're looking. Whoa. Well, I mean, because think about they—they already they have you know a food option there. I mean, granted, mm-hmm. it's more like a you know grab and go type thing. Yeah. Um, but they also have its but own really pra- good. their its own practice center. Yep. You know, I mean, it, it's and also I forgot to tell you, in the reporting that I was reading from Maginella, there's also plans to build another punch bowl style putting oh, course. Oh, I did putting hear that. Grade. Did hear that a second putting course? That's fantastic. And and there was a rumor that somehow they may build some cabins. Up on that kind of like along that dune that runs on the left side of Ford Old Mac. Well, that when I was there in April, um, I don't know if they were private homes being built at uh, uh, trails like behind mm, off seven. Off yeah. the left. So I've actually oddly enough, unless I'm totally mixed up here, trails, I think that's so actually seven's up the hill. That's actually eight, part of the lily six pond behind. Okay, so that's that's more the, lily, the lily pond. The lily pond's right there. It, okay. It's kind of quick because when you're in trails. You do really feel like you could be out in the middle of nowhere. You're yeah. miles away from the resort. It's pretty wild how a lot of that land is very, very close to the center of the resort where you know where all the action is. Okay, cool. Um, they look like more like more buildings that looked like they would be the grove, like mm-hmm. a like a big house with. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they were building yeah. more more of that stuff too. I, yeah. I, I don't actually have any you know mm-hmm. details, but it's funny, man, because like ever since the Sheep Ranch opened, I don't know if it's just the you know the surge in popularity that golf has enjoyed yeah. uh, amid the pandemic, but. Even more so than it ever was before, they are busier than they've ever been. I mean, they yeah they are sold out, quite literally, two years out. Yeah, every 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 night's lodging and pretty much every tea time for the next two years is more or less sold out unless you're coming in a group of four or less. Yeah, and that maybe you can sneak in on like one or two rooms that weren't occupied by groups. Mm-hmm. Um, it it is wild, yeah. wild how popular they are. And and Kaiser said like, honestly. We don't have enough tea times or rooms for everybody. The demand that we're getting here is so crazy. And if, yeah. if that wasn't the case, we probably wouldn't be thinking about building this sixth, 18 hole course. But like, I. And, and one of the things that shocked me was in April, the first night that we didn't, the first night we didn't stay at the resort, everyone stayed at the abandoned inn. $100 for that room with that view. I was like, what, what, are, what am I missing? I'm like, it's great food, great bar atmosphere downtown right below our room they include breakfast i'm like what am i missing like do they have this do they have this rate locked in with the town 
<laughs> like, did, like, did the town loan them money and say you can never become that hotel that charges three hundred a night? Because I feel like they could easily get it. That would be especially that time of year. I've, I've ne- never stayed. Never stayed it's, in town. It's amazing. Yeah. It's it's a hundred dollars. It's like what? So I want I want to know how many people you know like stay there the entire time, and then just go you know to save money on the lodging. Probably be peak season. Pay the higher green fee as a non resort guest. But so here's the here's a dilemma with that. I yeah. think it is if you're not a member or if you're not a guest at the you resort, can book less in advance. Correct. Sure. And by the time that you know a, a lot yeah. of those times you know by the time you can make a reservation as a non resort guest, yeah, there ain't nothing left. Yeah. Yeah, so maybe these are just people that go up there on a whim. They're like, hey, we can either get lucky and play the banding courses, or we can go to Bend and uh, Crossings. Well, it makes sense, because I'm in the middle of planning a, uh, a trip to Pinehurst for yeah. next year. And, you know, they were kind of saying, like, obviously, you can't, nobody has access to number two or yeah. number four that isn't a guest at the resort. Yeah. And they said they open it up five days in advance for unused tea times. And yeah, so it's kind of like if you live close enough and yeah. you can make it happen, you know, in a couple of days' notice. And you have other options. There's enough people out there where yeah. that works for them. Yeah. Uh, Bannon is even more remote than Pinehurst is. And, you know, yeah, if, if you have the flexibility, you know, with a mm-hmm. week's heads up, you're like, yeah, let's just go to Bannon. <laughs> then you got most of us yeah. not. Uh, Need a little permission. <laughs> not not quite the case for uh, for guys like me. But um, anyway, man, it's, uh, it's going to be amazing. When, when we go this November, yeah. I'm going to be not only beyond excited just to enjoy the company of all you guys and just be back at my favorite place oh, on yeah. earth but it's the gonna emails, be the, the emails give me the chills no it's uh it, it's gonna be fascinating to i'm kind glad, of see I'm glad everyone on. paid you thank you yeah, yeah. everyone's paid yeah. look at that I, th- I threw out the reply all what i say is something like uh oh holding your buddy uh hostage for the the trip fee yeah yeah we like that classic classic <laughs> I, I felt bad. I didn't want to be a hard ass, but I know you have to be, dude. I've been putting trips together for long enough that if you're doing it with friends, yeah, there's really not like bad intentions, but guys have to be bothered. Yeah, like I like, like annoy. Yeah, kind of have to annoy guys so they just pay you to stop collecting the fees for the fundraising term for the high school, which will never happen again because you know it looks like legends won't be open, and who knows the golf course might not even be open. But <sighs> that was the worst part of that tournament was getting people to pay. It's like I have tea prices to order. Thank you. I, I, I've, I, this isn't all about you. Like I love how much money we're raising for the team and the kids, but cut a check, stripe a check, and don't send me Venmo so I have to go withdraw money. <laughs> like you, that's just being lazy. That's like that's like stealing someone's soda that they purchased and then giving you three dollars. It's like I already bought the soda with intentions of drinking it i don't want to have to buy the soda twice you know what i mean a little rant yeah no it's a, it, hey being a golf trip organizer or a golf tournament organizer yeah. is a thankless job no it's i mean it's <laughs> it's it's god's work it really is uh because hey. people have no problem just paying and and just and I'm, I'm the big proponent of the guys that that do that give yourself a free entry do i mean do it when the big resorts are giving you a free entry for maybe one of every 12 or one every 16 people, you bring up a large group. Yeah. It, they have no idea, especially on a three, four, five, six night trip, mm-hmm. the amount of communication that goes on between the organizer, the golf team, the resort team, the food and beverage team, the tea prize team. There's emails and phone calls constantly made. Yes. So 
that is accurate. It's a never-ending wheel of communication. <laughs> and and admittedly, I'm one of them from the other side. But the Daryls that just show up and pay their money late and get there and have a great time, they have no idea how thankful they should be for the organizer. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's God's work. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I agree, man. I totally yeah. agree. Um, speaking of God's work. You're in the golf shop, man. You're 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 in the golf shop. You're you're getting the golfers. You know, you're maybe not much longer. There. What? Uh, you, got, you got any good stories for me? I know we talk, we're doing do a little tales from the golf uh, so, shop last time. But there's just been so much stuff yeah, going on. It's so just... this this week the uh, the old card reader went down at the oh. uh, at the driving range ball machine. Oh no! And like we you you know the range is busy because of code and everything, and people are into golf now again. And like in, every time you enter or exit the parking lot, the stalls are filled, and there's people everywhere waiting for a stall but when they have to come into the pro shop to buy the bucket of balls or take the bucket of balls off their range card i i get a little bit loose with the commentary i do like the, the, the people that come in and they're like so are you ever going to get that thing fixed immediately i'm like you know what we were but we went we went against it because i love seeing like an extra 500 people a day i really do and they're kind of like, don't know <laughs> if I'm fucking with them or being honest, but it's a double-edged sword. Some people I, I know hit balls and I never get to see them. It's like, hey, how you doing? Good to catch up. Yeah. Some people are just there with the red ass. Like, I'm sorry you had to walk 100 yards each way. I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, your, your doctor is so mad at me for making you get those steps in. Uh, I'm so sorry. Gosh. And I'm so sorry that we have the best range range prices in the county. Like, I'm really sorry about that, too. And the golf ball quality is really high. I'm really sorry about that. And the mat quality is really high. And the grass is good for the beginning of the portion. I'm I'm really sorry about all those things. <laughs> and the, the, the fact that you had to walk an extra 200 yards. I'm, yeah. I'm terribly sorry. I feel for those folks, man. And, you know, the repeat. Still haven't got that thing fixed, huh? It's like, dude, I would pay out of pocket for a brand new machine right now. <laughs> because... These one out of every three, one out of every, every four that, like, think for some reason we want the golf pro shop, which is already as busy, like, we want it busier. You're just trying to steer people into buy merch, dude. And then and the, the one guy said that, seriously. One guy's like, are you just trying to get us up here to buy a bottle of water or a, a, a hat? And I'm like, I promise you, that is not the case. <laughs> <laughs> that is not our motivation. I promise you. I was going to pay out of pocket to one day of this thing overnight. Just to get it here, so I don't have to have these conversations. The management staff it. actually discussed you personally. And yeah. How can we keep you out of the golf shop? Yeah. And we just we came yeah. up with no answers. Like you have been red flagged. <laughs> Until it is fixed, I'm paying out of pocket to personally walk down there and hand you range balls for free. Uh, the other one, you know, and I'm starting to make these public service announcements on social media. Yeah. Yeah. Golfers need if to know. If the city of Santa Rosa is not going to come out and say that the old Legends Building restaurant is permanently closed, then God damn it, Kyle, I will. The people need to know. And if you weren't that good at the game Connect the Dots as a kid, if there's no restaurant or bar, there is not going to be a beverage cart. That is how these things work. Operations. <laughs> Liquor licenses. Food handling licenses. That's how these things all work. We literally sell water because we can't sell it. Thank you. Yeah. Story from the golf shop. Wow. 
Wild times out of Benton Valley. <laughs> a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't know about, and uh, a lot going on in person. Well, I, I was going to say, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it a little more, but maybe when we come back uh, yeah. the next week or two, we can we can dive into that a little bit more. Cause, uh, and hopefully there's some news. I hope there's news. Yeah. Yeah. I uh, I, I have uh, every The old adage, no news is good news, not the case here. Not the case here, no. Yeah. I, I think for all the people that uh, were, were part of the, the Save Benton Valley Golf Course uh, fight, who did an excellent yeah. job, but that is far from over yes and i think we should i think we should mention um i think most everyone knows now and i'm sure you do um our our good buddy uh eddie lepe from lepe's taqueria is in the midst of a serious battle with uh covid and pneumonia right now and we're hoping he turns a corner and uh gets back home to his family i know he's, he's listened to the podcast and he's been a good friend for a long time and it He's done a lot for uh, Montgomery Athletics as far as sponsoring burritos for basketball games and sponsoring T-shirts. He's the, he's done a lot for the Montgomery community. So uh, I'm sure a lot of you know. Say an extra pair for uh, Eddie to get home safe. Yeah, thoughts with Eddie. Yep. Man, that's uh, yeah. He's he's a Benton Valley staple, and yep. uh, man, it's important. I'm really sad to hear that. Yeah. Oh, bring, all right. Bring the pod down on, on yeah. a high note. I will say we we, we uh, <laughs> we've, had, we've had a great pod. We're, we're, Way to go, Pondy Dangerfield. They, 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 Pondy Dangerfield getting a little heavy <laughs> at the end of the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's a good so, all right, man. Well, hey, I guess we just leave a thing like, hey, let's go Hideki, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm gonna be tuned in for sure. It's gonna be great. Yeah, it's it is gonna, gonna be. be this is gonna be a lot of fun. Well. But until next time, hopefully we'll have some good news to discuss next time. Cheers, my friend. Cheers, buddy. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We will be back soon. And until then, 